Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 77 I cry aloud to God, aloud to God, and he will hear me. In the day of my trouble I seek the Lord. In the night my hand is stretched out without wearying. My soul refuses to be comfort. When I remember God, I moan. When I meditate, my spirit faints. Selah. You hold my eyelids open. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. I consider the days of old, the years long ago. I said, let me remember my song in the night. Let me meditate in my heart. Then my spirit made a diligent search. Will the Lord spurn forever and never again be favorable? Has his steadfast love forever ceased? Are his promises at an end for all time? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he in anger shut up his compassion? Salah. Then I said, I will appeal to this, to the ears of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old. I will ponder all your work and meditate on your mighty deeds. Your way, O God, is holy. What God is great like our God. You are the God who works wonders. You have made known your might among the peoples. You with your arm redeemed your people, the children of Jacob and Joseph. Selah. When the waters saw you, O God, when the waters saw you, they were afraid. Indeed, the deep trembled. The clouds poured out water. The skies gave forth thunder. Your arrows flashed on every side. The crash of your thunder was in the whirlwind of your lightning around the world. Up the world, the earth trembled and shook. Your way was through the sea, your path through the great waters, yet your footprints were unseen. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. Job chapter 4 If one ventures a word with you, will you be impatient? Yet who can keep from speaking? Behold, you have instructed many, and you have strengthened the weak hands. Your words have upheld him who was stumbling, and you have made firm the feeble knees. But now it has come to you, and you are impatient. It touches you, and you are dismayed. Is not your fear of God your confidence, and the integrity of your ways your hope? Remember who that was innocent ever perished, or where were the upright cut off? As I have seen those who plow iniquity and sow trouble reap the same. By the breath of God they perish, and by the blast of his anger they are consumed. The roar of the lion, the voice of the fierce lion, the teeth of the young lions are broken. The strong lion perishes for lack of prey, and the cubs of the lioness are scattered. Now a word was brought to me stealthily. My ear received the whisper of it. Amid thoughts from visions of the night, when deep sleep falls on men, Dread came upon me, and trembling which made all my bones shake. A spirit glided past my face, the hair of my flesh stood up. It stood still, 
but I could not discern its appearance. A form was before my eyes. There was silence. Then I heard a voice. Can mortal man be in the right before God? Can a man be made pure before his maker? Even in his servants he puts no trust, and his angels he charges with error. How much more of those dwell in the house of clay, whose foundation is in the dust, who are crushed like the moth? Between morning and evening they are beaten to pieces. They perish forever without anyone regarding it. Is not their tent cord plucked up within them? Do they not die, and what without wisdom? Ephesians chapter 2 verses 1 to 10. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of power of the air of the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom all who lived once the passion of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised up with him and seated, with, uh, seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and it is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, as a result of works, so as no one may boast. But we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, for good works which God prepared beforehand that she, we should walk in them. Good morning. This is Tim Tribble, broadcasting from Sacramento, California. Today's readings are Psalm 77, Job chapter 4, verses 1 to 21, and Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 to 10. Our psalm this morning is titled, In the Day of Trouble, Seek the Lord. It's to the choir master, according to Jedithan, a psalm of Asaph. So, this is not a psalm of David. There, there was a time when everybody thought that the psalms were all written by David. They weren't. And this is one of them that wasn't. This is Psalm Asaph, A-S-A-P-H. And this is talking about the relationship and seeking God when you're in times of trouble. And we need to seek God all the time, but God is there especially when we are in trouble. We have a tendency when we are in, in troubling times, we don't ask God for help. We try to handle things on our own and it doesn't work out real well many times so this is a reminder that we need to seek God in the day of our trouble in Job chapter 4 we have a continuation of the story of Job and there's some interesting things here so this gentleman Elphaz E-L-P-H-A-Z Elphaz the Terminite is a friend one of the three friends of Job the other two are Bildar and Zophar, who tried to comfort Job after Job, you know, had this breakdown and, and you know, made this statement, the statements that he did, the complaints he had back in chapter 3. And Ilfaz is one of the first ones to speak, 
and he's trying to console Job, but he's telling Job, well, you know, this is probably, you know, you must have done something that's, that has upset God. God's pissed at you. you. You've done something to upset God, so God's punishing you. And this is an example of someone responding with the world's wisdom to suffering. We always figure when you when, when something bad happens, we always, oh, they've done something wrong. I um, spent over 20 years uh, in emergency management responding to major, you know, earthquakes, fires, floods, tornadoes, all that. And there's always people, there's always some religious people, it, it crosses different faith barriers, it's not just Christians that do this. That this is because God is mad at them. Uh, the whole thing, Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans, and it's like, really people, that's not the way it works. And God was getting back at those people in New Orleans for their lifestyle, you know, their, their lifestyle. It's like, really? But people do that. What it is, sometimes the innocent suffer. You don't have to be guilty. You know, we have, there's a state of shit happens, right? We've all heard that. And that is a very, very true statement. Things happen. They just do. It's life. And God can use suffering to strengthen the believer's life and change the life of others. I want you to think about that for a moment. We have brothers and sisters who are coming back from Afghanistan and Iraq and they have various physical and mental injuries. And how inspiring are they? How inspiring are they? And they come back and, and they tell their stories and share their stories and they motivate and inspire other people because yeah, this happened to me and it was horrible, but we made it through and, and I'm here now and I'm able to do this and I can do that. You know, um, I'm able to help others, and that is the huge thing. So, because something happens, you know, it, it may be that uh, there there's a bigger plan that God has in it. Doesn't mean God caused it. Doesn't mean that God is angry at us or any of that type of stuff. But what it means is God can use this for us. And then, in Ephesians. In our reading today is titled Grace Through By Grace Through Faith. Now, Ephesians is the book, a uh, letter that Paul wrote to the church in a place called Ephesus. Ephesus is an ancient city. It used to be in ancient, it was ancient Greece because Greece used to have part of the landmass that is now Turkey. So it, it's now in Turkey's central Aegean area. And the remains are still there. And uh, so it's um, been around since the 10th, 10th century BC. They had a church there. It's one of the churches Paul planted. This is how they spread out after the Pentecost. And they appointed the 70 and they went out and Paul, you know, had his Paul to Saul moment and all that on the road to Damascus. These were all these people went out. So they, they planted all these churches. They went out spreading the word of the way. That's what Christianity was originally called. It was a Roman emperor, and I can't think of the guy's name right now. I'll get it someday and tell you. Um, it was a Roman emperor that actually came up with the word Christian. 
before they were known as followers of the way so we are followers of the way and they went and spread this so they're in uh, he's writing to the church in Ephesus and this is again saying that you can't work your way to heaven yes you have faith Faith is what gives you God's grace. Your faith in God is what gives you grace. In uh, verse 5, by grace you have been saved. In verse 6, and raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. But it's not, you can't work your way to heaven. You cannot be good enough to get into heaven. If you could be, Jesus wouldn't have needed to come. We would not have need, needed Jesus to come down on earth, have his ministry to be crucified, dead, buried, and resurrected. Wouldn't have happened. We didn't need that. We cannot work our way into heaven. It doesn't work. There isn't, you know, it works. You need to have works as a sign of your faith. But it is your faith. It is your faith in God. That is what saves us. And that's a real important distinction. Um, one of the things I talk about, what's love? What is, you know, how do you define love? And, and what does love mean? If you keep telling someone, I love you, you're in, in a relationship. You tell them, I love you, and you do something horrible to them. But I love you, I do something horrible to them. Again, you know, that cycle, you probably don't love them. If you say you're a Christian and don't act like one, you're probably not a Christian. But it's not the works that save us the works come because of our faith so if you truly love someone you're not going to hurt them if you truly believe in God and, and have real good faith in God you're not going to hurt you're going to act a certain way and live your life a certain way and then that's where the grace is that's how we get God's grace is through our faith in God and that faith in God giving us that grace motivates us and guides our path in our lives and how we act and those are the works but it's not the works that I can do this on my own if I'm a good enough person it doesn't work that way Amen A prayer for the right use of God's gifts from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, whose loving hand has given us all that we possess, grant us grace that we may honor you with our substance, and, remembering the account which we must one day give, may be faithful stewards of your bounty through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling in to First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast by clicking the link in the show notes. Or, if you serve military families, subscribe to First Forward, a paid subscription feed providing commentary on Sunday lectionary texts a week in advance. Use it for sermon prep or just because you support the troops. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. 
Instruction will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with PewPewHQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in an episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off of air. So there you have it. Three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I haven't convinced you to fall in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac. Always faithful, always family. Semper Familia. Yeah.